arms and then both of your legs and then we will eat your face right off your head. You will be this honest, legless, faceless thing, won't you? Rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. What the hell are you? Hey everybody! Welcome. You have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan, and, and uh, I have a spe- yeah, and I have a spe- special guest joining me today because Ryan did not go see this movie. Um, lucky bastard! But we both did. So joining me from Los Angeles, California, is my friend Devin. Hey everyone, I'm Devin. Um, so Devin's been on the show before. We talked about Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I have him on webcam today, so I'm actually gonna make it big so I can actually see him. So. Um, <laughs> We talked about Ready Player One a few months ago, and Devin reached out about wanting to come back. So we started talking about Venom, and I was like, hey, let's just do a podcast. So here we are. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, Venom, Venom, is a, Venom is a thing. That happened. It was a movie. We definitely both um, saw. Oh, my gosh. Um, so a little bit of backstory about how I saw Venom. Um, I think I mentioned in the Spider-Man 3 podcast that went up earlier this week. Um Ryan and I did a 72 hour film fest over the weekend and we filmed all day Friday and then wrapped around eight o'clock and we're all like, well, we're done now. Do we want to go get food? Do we want want to all go our separate ways or do we want to go see Venom? And the choice was made. Let's all go see Venom. So we all went to uh, Hagerstown, Maryland to see Venom at 10 o'clock at night and Arguably food for the soul. Yes. The best part of my movie going experience was the Cheetos popcorn that I got (laughs) at the movie theater. Because it has Cheetos in it. I just thought it had the seasoning, but no, there were actually Oh, no, there's actually whole Cheetos in the popcorn? No, they're warm because they they keep it in a warmer. Oh, my gosh. So it was warm Cheetos. So they, like, really melted in your mouth. What have I been missing? This is amazing. I know. Like... Let's just spend the rest of the podcast talking about Cheetos popcorn. We really should just talk about these Cheetos, though, for real. Um, but yeah, we went and um, I, f- I was kind of a dick to everyone else in the theater when I saw it because we kept making jokes like we were laughing at it because there were things in this movie that were so bad we couldn't help but laugh or comment on it. There's one thing that I leaned over and commented on that just made my buddies Will and Ed, my buddy Will and Ed laugh. But I'll get into that. So I can't wait to hear about it because mine was exactly the same. So like I was in a crowded theater um, in City Walk by Universal in Los Angeles, and there were parts of it that I guess were supposed to be cool or actiony that the whole audience just lost it. Yeah. So I'm excited to see if like our parts line up. Yeah. Um, so this movie is supposed to be the start of the Sony universe of Marvel characters, which just sounds god awful. Oh my gosh, I know. Um, so they already canceled the Black Black. Cat Silver Sable movie and split it into two movies, which Wait, makes more cancel, sense. They doubled down on it. They yeah, they're like, well, we're not going to put them together. We're going to split them up first, and then maybe. Oh no. Um, and beyond that, I don't know what. Oh, they're supposed to be doing a Morbius movie with uh, Jared Leto. Are they which really? I, yeah, wow. supposedly because he he hasn't ruined enough superhero characters. <laughs> um. But yeah, this is supposed to be the start of that universe, the Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. That's so weird. Um, so I don't know who J. Jonah Jameson wants pictures of in this universe, 
Um, <laughs> probably not his dad's son. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, that, that's the, the, okay, so the movie opens with a spaceship crashing to Earth. And that's when you get the only other reference to the Spider-Man universe is Jameson is the ast- one of the astronauts that dies. Right, and he dies like right away. Which didn't yeah, that so, happen in that old timey nineteen ninety Spider-Man TV show? Like, isn't yeah. that how he gets it in the nineties too? Yeah, I think that's how he gets it in the nineties show. That's yeah. how uh, Peter Parker gets the Spider-Man suit. Yes, yeah, so, like, I was a little suit. pumped for that. Like that started off pretty strong because, like, I remember uh-huh. like you know taping over my dad's shows to record like that spider-man episode when i was a kid that show was how i was introduced to spider-man like i love that spider-man i love that venom um that's how i learned about kingpin daredevil pretty much all the marvel characters right even the x-men because i never watched the 90s x-men cartoon oh no i no i I, for some reason i i never watched that one i it was either on too late on Saturday mornings for me, or I just I just didn't really care. Like I watched the I like the Spider Man crossover. Yeah. With that, but I never really got into the show. I watched it later on a little bit, yeah. but never really went hardcore into it. Oh, it had like but the it, best theme song. That was the only reason I watched it was for the theme song. I like the theme song. Oh, I yeah. always turned it off after the theme song for some reason. <laughs> Good. Um but I, I was more of a Power Rangers kid, so I get that. Um what was I going to say? So, I mean, that so, was, yeah. you said that was one of two um, Spider-Man references? No, I think that was the only one. I think that was the only, they talked about New York a little bit, but yeah. they never mentioned the the Daily Bugle. No, they just had like MSNBC ripoff that they talked yeah. about a lot. Okay, let's let's talk about the, the, hard, the Brock Report or whatever the hell the it's Brock, called. Yeah, the Brock Report. Oh my God, that's such a... <laughs> One of my biggest problems, and we're going to just get into spoilers for this movie. So okay. I, I think I say, if you don't want spoilers, I'll just flat out say I did not like this movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, overall, I didn't like it either. I mean, I, there were parts of it that I thought were very cool and parts that the yeah. comic book nerd in me loved, but overall I didn't love it. Yeah. The, the best scene that I like, the scene that I liked the most in this movie was the fight in his apartment where Venom's starting to take like take over his body. He doesn't know what's going on when the guys come in. That part That's was cool, the, but there's some that really cringy cool. things in it. Yeah, um, but that's in the trailer, too. So it's not like anything special that you need to go see the movie for. Um, I, without getting into spoilers, I will say I wish the post credit scene was just the movie. Yes, um, definitely. But, yeah, so... That's it for spoiler free. Uh, if you want to go see Venom, rethink your life. Um, but we're going to get into spoilers. Um, so the way they introduce Eddie Brock in this, they don't give you anything to know who this guy is. It's just like, oh, he's a reporter. He's dating Michelle Williams. That is it. Yeah. Like a little bit of attitude with the guy at the front desk, but no actual like this, like nothing that makes me want to care for this reporter. Right. And like his attitude wasn't even like great. Like he parked in the wrong spot and then was kind of a dick to the guy in the front. Yeah. Like the guy in the front of the thing. And then like, that's like your likable moment for him. Like you're supposed to be right with him then. Yeah. Like he, Oh, he cares about that guy's kid. I don't care. Right. Like that's, that's not a character. Like, Spider-Man three does a better job of introducing Peter Parker in that movie. And right away, you know, Oh, this guy's an asshole now. 
How does like, it, how does it introduce Peter Parker? I forget. Uh, cause it, it's him just like, Hey, I'm Spider-Man. Everything's going great. And I don't care about MJ anymore. <laughs> like at least there, you know, Oh, he's, this is getting to like, Spider-Man's getting to his head. He's getting cocky. I don't like this. Right. But in this, it's like, Oh, I guess this guy is a reporter and that's all I need to know. Right. I mean, his personality is kind of like just a series of like one-liners for a while. Yeah. And then he looks at his girlfriend fiance's email and it's like, oh, that seems about right for this character I know nothing about. Like right. he is a sleaze bag. Like why would I care? Like why do I care about this guy? They kind of introduce don't. him like as a dick. Like he immediately uses his fiance. And is like, yeah. I'm just going to comb through her private emails. This is confidential on every page. It's probably okay. Yeah. I mean, she won't mind. She w- definitely won't get fired for this thing I'm about to do. But he's a reporter. That's what they do. They report. Yeah. <sighs> but. And then they, the movie, like he gets her fired after he. Okay. So they introduced the bad guy. This is the scene I was talking about. Oh yeah. Um, so the, the, the bad guy is doing the tour of, for this field trip. And this little girl raises her hand to ask a question. And all the other kids laugh at her because she's asking a question. And he does this whole speech about it's okay to ask questions. Asking questions advances us as a society. Come here, little girl, have this pin. Okay. End of tour. I leaned over to my buddy, Will. I was like, but what was her question? Right. You he never, never know. answered it. <laughs> what if it was it like, makes, where's the bathroom? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know what her question was. And that bugs me to no end <laughs> that he goes on a, a, a speech about questions are important, but I'm not going to answer yours. Right. And then he like, like makes it, her it, charge it, of the field trip for some reason. From that point on, I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Like I didn't know up to that point. Like it, maybe it'll get better. It's like nope. This is nope. this is a horrible screenplay. My buddy will put it. It's like they wrote the screenplay in two thousand three, and just went with that. Yeah. Like okay, screenplay two thousand three. All these outdated. Like it. It seems like it's a superhero movie from the early two thousands. It really does though. Like with all of the tropes they add and all of like the shitty dialogue. Like it would have fit in perfectly then. The only way it would be more 2003 is if instead of Eminem at the end, they just had Avril Lavigne doing a song or Nickelback. <laughs> Arguably, that would have been better. Yeah. Uh, instead of Eminem just making Marvel references, which is all that song is. I'm not going to lie, though. I kind of loved it in the worst possible way. I love it in the same way that I love the Spaceballs theme song. Where, yeah, like, it's, it's so bad, but you're like, all right, they made a song for the movie. Yeah. Um. So can can we talk about a little bit? Um, you had mentioned that um, he interviews um, bad guy, or that Eddie Brock interviews bad guy. Can yes. We talk for a second about Tom Hardy in that scene. So they do sure. they do West Wing style interview where they're literally just like backing up the camera and they're walking towards it, and the entire time Tom Hardy will not stop touching his face. And I get <laughs> that he's supposed to be nervous. But the first half of the interview is literally just him going, okay, so, um, yeah, so you run a company, and, uh, oh, yeah, the company does things. And, and it's <laughs> like he's giving himself a facial massage until he gets to the, did you know you kill people? I get that you want to portray nervous energy, but it looks like you're trying to gouge your own eyes out. It bothered me so yeah. much. It, what, my theory on why this was taken from an R rating to PG-13 is that Eddie Brock was on pills. 
Oh. And that would explain a lot of his nervous tics. Oh my God, it would. And I think it, it gets worse after they do the time jump. So I think his yeah. addiction would have gotten worse. And I think if you're going to do a PG-13 movie, you can't have somebody addicted to pills. No, I like didn't even main character that. That would have been brilliant. Yeah, that's what that's what I almost told you that last night for you yeah. to go into it with that, but I was like, no, I'll 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 hold it on to it. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm glad that, you did. That, that was good. Almost feels like what's going on there because he has so so many weird nervous tics going on. Yes, like he's limping in the first act of this movie for no reason. That's where he is. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. And Tom Hardy's a good actor. You yeah. and I have seen him act in person. Right, and absolutely have. Yeah, for anyone who anyone who doesn't know Devin and I. Uh, we went. We were in Pittsburgh for the Dark Knight Rises when they'd shot the football scene. So when Bane comes out, says, "Take control, take control of your city," yeah. um, like we were there for that. And like Tom Hardy, like with that headset that just went through the whole stadium, mm-hmm. he he controlled that stadium. Like it was terrifying. No, he like he, he, he can act. Yeah. I don't know if it's just in Christopher Nolan stuff. I'm beginning <laughs> to suspect that. Um, but there's like no there's no reason for the things that he's doing. If they were justified in the screenplay early on, which I think that's this movie's problem. Yeah. You got all this, you got this great cast with Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams mm-hmm. and the guy from rogue one. Who's the bad guy. Like you oh, got yeah. this good cast. Um, but the movie's not there. So my theory is something changed between them signing on and what we saw that, dramatically changed the movie because even tom hardy has come out and said his favorite scenes were cut from this movie yeah how and how much did they actually so, cut from the movie like i heard it was a bunch. i i don't know but the rumor is there will be an r-rated movie r-rated version with like the blu-ray interesting but i know kevin smith did some dvd extras for the movie oh. and they told him some stuff that happens and he got excited for it and looking back i don't know what he got excited about yeah. besides maybe besides maybe she venom she like venom. That's, that's right. Oh gosh, uh, oh, that that kiss hurt. It was so it weird. It was so weird. I mean, so it would have to like put context behind it. At one point, yeah. Michelle Williams gets the symbiote, and I mean, Venom basically attaches himself to her and needs to go find Tom Hardy. She saves Tom Hardy from getting killed because villains doing overlong villain speech. And then to transfer Symbiote over to Tom Hardy, they kiss Tom Hardy, and it transfers through a kiss. It was so awful. Awful. I hated every bit of it. Yeah, that. I don't know. Like, I would have much rather the little dog be the one saving him. Like, if she just carried the Venom dog. Yes. And then the dog is just killing these people, and then like eating their heads. It would have been so cute. I would have loved everything about that. But like, I. Can we talk about Venom giving relationship advice for a second? Because he gives a lot of it. Okay, yeah, let's, let's just talk about Venom a okay. little bit. Okay. So Venom is his own character besides Eddie Brock. And the trailers make it look like they're working together a lot more. Th- like, the whole end scene in the bodega mm-hmm. with, um, with uh, like a turd in the wind. <laughs> like, like that whole scene, like, th- that's in the trailer. So that makes you... Th- think that they're actually working together because that's when they're like we are venom but that's not how it is like the whole movie it's eddie brock and venom in one body so you hear the venom voice as his own character and in eddie like he's talking to him and 
my biggest problem with the Venom character is he decides that he wants to stay on Earth. And the only reason I can think that he wants to stay on Earth is because he had cold tater tots. Right. No, I mean, at one point, like, at one point, Eddie Brock even goes, Venom, what changed your mind about not wanting to destroy Earth? Why do you want to stay here now? And Venom just goes, you did, Eddie Brock. And it's like, why? Like, what did he do? Was it the cold tater tots really? Did he really like that kiss? Right. He saw pretty lights on top of that one building and went, I guess your world's not that bad. It'll be a shame to watch it burn. But that doesn't, like, that's not a reason. Uh, Maybe he just likes killing people. I mean, I think really it was just they needed a script reason for the bad guy to be the bad guy. Because if you think about it, Venom's plan in the first third of the movie is the exact same as the bad guy's plan at the end of the movie. They're identical. And then they needed a reason to switch it. Because they both wanted to go into space and get the symbiotes to come back down to Earth and ruin them. And like what venom said he wanted and then that's what what was his name riot that's what riot said he wanted yeah and like they just needed venom to change his mind about something yeah it it's just bad it just, like the, the the reasons behind anything in this movie just don't add up um and then you have the relationship with michelle williams who moves on and has a new boyfriend living with her in six months like that's a little quick and by the way, boyfriend is totally cool with X being around all the time now, and yeah. is like super supportive of everything about X. Which I don't well, like. I don't. I think that might just be because he's a doctor, and he seems to be sick. And this is also where my pill theory pops in because, uh, I like, that. like that if he know, if he knows he had yeah, it's, it's <laughs> uh, that would explain why he's so concerned. Because if he knows that he has a pill issue, then he's going to try to help him. Like, that's just the doctor being the doctor. I mean, that totally makes sense. Because, like, otherwise, he's literally just, like, above all, just good guy. Like, he's yeah. just, like, literal best dude in the whole movie. Yeah. Like, just cool with Eddie Brock being around. Cool with healing him. Cool with, like, thrusting himself in the middle of this weird, like, thing that's going on for no reason at all other than I'm good cool guy. With the, cool with the black goo that just comes out of Eddie near the MRI machine. Right. He's now just hanging out by the MRI machine. He's like, whatever. Yeah. Which, okay, let's lock it in a room with vents and hope that it doesn't go up the vents. Right, that's the thing. It's like, I, like they locked it in there and it started going through the air vent. And I go, of course MRI rooms aren't airtight. Why would anyone think they are? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, there's so many logic issues in this movie. Um, like, why, when the homeless woman who has the Venom suit right before, the Venom right before... Eddie does. Why is she in a cold room and nobody else is? That's a good point too. Cause like, wasn't like, one of the rooms set to like 160 or something like they were like cooking yeah. one of the guys. They were cooking one of the guys that like, maybe she was getting a fever. So they made her cold. Um, but like, that's a death I didn't care about. No, like she I mean, has one scene with Eddie. Like if you maybe show her being recruited, then maybe, but yeah. Then it's just like, Eddie, I know you. Let me out. Let me out. No, like, I don't care. Like, there's no chance to get to know any of the characters you're supposed to care about at all. The one thing I loved about her scene, though, the first one where, like, he first meets her is you can tell it was kind of like a ham-fisted way almost for them to be like, deep down, Eddie Brock's a good guy. He's an asshole with a heart of gold because he gave that homeless woman $20 and she didn't even have to sing. And it's like... 
it just seems so forced. Like you need to care yeah. about these two it, characters right now because we don't know how else to do this. Here, here's my other problem. Why does he have $20 when it's established in the next scene? He can't find work. He's looking at dishwasher jobs. That's a really like, good point. Like if he has the money to just throw around to homeless people, why does he need to, why is he circling dishwasher job ads in the newspaper? Right. And like, why is he using a newspaper to find jobs in 2018? I mean, that's also a good point. I mean, are we to assume that he just was jobless for six months in San Francisco and was okay with holding up an apartment and all of the associated bills? Like, is that yeah? I mean, I get. Okay? I guess he. I guess he had savings. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like, he's not super. Well he didn't sell it. He didn't sell his motorcycle. Like he still has that. Yeah, he still had that. Um, I don't know. Maybe he comes from a wealthy family. He has to. Maybe he was injured before the movie and like won a lawsuit, and that's why he has all this money. And those uh, and, and that, is addicted that, to pain pills, apparently. Pain would, pills and has a limp. Like that that's works so well. The we're writing such a better Venom movie than what we got. We should just yeah, we should just do the next Venom movie. Um, yeah, and our song will be the Weird Al version of Dust in the Wind, called Turd in the Wind. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, it's so bad. Also, I looked up how to submit songs to Weird Al this morning. Um, yeah. He has his own FAQ. Turns out you cannot submit songs to Weird Al, which is yeah. right under the question, is Weird Al vegetarian? Yeah. Because those are... Well, I I made that joke last night when I texted you because that seems to be a sitcom trope every time Weird Al shows up. Oh, really? Like How I Met, how I met Your Mother did the joke where Ted Mosby sent him songs. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then, and then The Simpsons did it too because Homer's like... Which one was better? Living La Vida, uh, what was it? Um, he Like two songs about pizza. And Weird Al's like, they, they, honestly, they're both quite the same, Homer. And Homer's like, yeah, just like you and Alan Sherman. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Um, but yeah, that just seems to be like a sitcom trip where the, the guy submits songs to weird al for oh, some yeah, reason absolutely but i'm totally yeah. that guy like if it was ever going to be like a sitcom trope of yeah. me, it would be that i mean i think the internet has become oh i'm going to make my own version of this weird al song that's a good point too yeah so we could we could also do that because i know plenty of musicians who can play dust in the wind oh yes we need so, to do this yes uh so next time you're in pa we will definitely do this oh absolutely we just need to get a, a black venom suit I think we can get one. I think that's not going to be the hardest part of this. So is this movie just for teenagers? That's a really good question. I don't know. Cause I don't know who this movie is for. Cause I was thinking about it. Like I am, have always been a huge Venom fan. Always. Yes. Like he was my favorite bad guy. Spider-Man was my favorite good guy. I didn't love it. And it didn't seem like it was for me. Like they yeah. added enough, like the storyline in general is kind of from a comic book, like from a story arc um, from the 90s, which is kind of cool, yeah. and I like that. But I didn't feel like it was for me. I, do you think teenagers would love this? Like, Somebody has to be liking it, because the critics, critics hate it, but if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a fresh from the fans. Does it like, really? The, yeah, the review, like it's... The last I looked, it had like a 33 Metacritic on IMDb. I'm going to look it up quick. Sure. Um, but it was like a 7.1 user rating. Wow. So I don't know what is going on with it. Yeah, 7.1. Rotten 
right now, and then Metascore the critic for the critics is thirty five. So it's a big divide between fans and the critics. And the problem with it is because the fans love it, um, they're gonna make more. Like oh, yeah. this isn't this didn't kill that Spider Man universe. Like Sony is not gonna. Like my hope was that this movie would fail, mm-hmm. which it's not, and then. Sony would give more control of the Spider-Man characters to Marvel like they did like they loaned Spider-Man out which would be But really- I don't think I don't think that's happening now. Um but let's let's read some reviews. Oh good. Um 9 out of 10, very fun movie. I don't know what's going on with all the negative reviews. People are really hard to please. I went to see that movie without any real expectations though I really and I thoroughly really enjoyed it. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, nine out of ten. Not your typical Marvel movie, but I loved it. I hope they go for an R rating on the second movie, though. Uh, ten out of ten. Wow. First of all, I've lo- I've just watched the movie a couple of hours ago, and this pe- person can't can't spell. Um, <laughs> I've been reading a few reviews, and I must have been watching a different movie because I absolutely loved it. Ignore the critics. Good intro for Venom, but now I want more. Six out of ten, not perfect, but not as terrible as some make it out to be. But it is. It, I mean, but it kind of like, is. Like, I mean, I understand going to movies that are just fun and just mindless, and they don't all need to be complete works of art. But if I'm halfway through the movie and go, I don't know if I love this main character, I think yeah. that's a problem, right? Yeah. you. I have to be able to at least know who this character is on a deeper level than just – Oh, I miss my girlfriend. I don't have a job. Right. Like, I. Well, and that's the thing is I understand the problem in having a bad guy, like a movie about a bad guy, because it could really easily become something where you just hate Eddie Brock, you hate Venom, you don't want any of them to succeed, and then that makes that final battle have absolutely no stakes because you don't care about them at all. Sure, I can get that. But they added so many little things in it that could have been really cool plot threads. Like, there was a point where Venom said, like, basically, Eddie Brock is a hostage. He's a really good, like, match for him. Uh, Venom has all of these really evil plans, and Eddie Brock is just along for the ride because he's a good match. That would have been such a cool story if it was just Eddie dealing with the fact that he's a hostage. Or, like, that dynamic working out. But it wasn't even that. Yeah. And... Like the whole, oh, I'm killing you from the inside. Like that's just kind of dropped. He's like, oh, I guess I'll stop doing that. Or is he he still killing him? He like, yeah, he like atrophied his heart. And then like after he left him, he, Eddie Brock was like, yeah, I'm dying. So it doesn't matter what you do to me. And then I guess he's fine now. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Venom's keeping him alive now. I don't know. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, so here comes. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't a pill addiction also do that to your heart? That it absolutely would, which is a better Just theory. Saying. It's a much better theory. It's a much better movie. Yes, it's oh my god. Well, and like oh. so to be super nerd for a second, there was a series of comics on Venom in the early two thousands, and one of the re- and it kind of played off of this like eating him from the inside kind of thing. And the whole reason that Venom ended up choosing Eddie Brock was because Eddie Brock had cancer and was dying from cancer, yeah. and that Venom had to eat something from humans in order to survive so he was eating eddie brock's cancerous cells so it gave more of a motivation and more of a symbiotic relationship between the two and i thought that was so cool maybe not worth bringing up 
um, in the movie, yeah. but it would have been such a cool aspect of it. Like, had they talked about why he picked Eddie Brock more than, yeah, he's a good match. Yeah. Yeah. I, that would make a lot more sense. I also like the uh, Flash Thompson version of the Venom character that, yes. um, um, that joined the Guardians of the Galaxy a few years ago. Like, I would love to see that movie. Right. Like, my, my hope was that they could bring Venom into the MCU and mm-hmm. have him join the Guardians. Like, that, like, with whatever's going on with that series, yeah, it's probably going to need another big, tough guy because I don't think Dave Bautista is sticking around. No, without James Gunn. No, so, and that makes me sad. But, it does, but it's it's a whole mess. Yeah, I mean the um, the one thing I did like that Venom did was it didn't even acknowledge Spider Man. It's set in San Francisco. They don't even say, "Hey, there's a spider-based superhero who might be pissed off that you're doing things." They just completely ignore it. It's not a problem, and I like that. I, I if they if you're gonna set up a universe without Spider-Man, then you have to do that. Yeah, because uh, if they made reference to him, then it's just like okay, well, then he has to fight him at some point in the next movie, right? Right. right. But I don't know how you can do a whole like how do you do a Morbius movie without Spider-Man? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't but, know. Like in the Black Cat, so she's just gonna be a cat burglar, like right? Just be. Because the 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 cat based superhero slash villain movie standalone worked so well before with Halle Berry and Catwoman. I mean, it wasn't like, that bad. I never saw it. So. Oh, it was bad. It was as bad as you think yeah. it's gonna be. Yeah. Um. But janitor there. What's up? Is it is there a janitor there? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like someone's taking the trash out. Um. All right. So. Yeah, the the it would have been cool to see more of the uh, symbiotes do something besides just die. Yes, I mean, I think the one thing I didn't like was that, um, I mean, basically the design of the main like bad guy, right? Yeah, was exactly the same as the design of Venom. So like you mm-hmm. saw the bad guy in the trailer. I didn't know that was the bad guy. Yeah, like I didn't yeah, know that I, I was looking at two different characters. I thought I was looking at one cool one, and the bad guy would be. Yeah, one one with Venom's black with a little bit of white slash gray mixed in there, and then the other guy's just gray. And it's kind of hard to tell which was which. It kind of was, and I didn't love that about it. Yeah, it would have been cool if he was like a blue symbiote or um, make Venom black and blue, kind of like he was in the 90s cartoon right i mean in they i mean from what we talked about like they come in all colors literally yeah like there's a purple one there's a yellow one like they could have gone anywhere with this not almost identical to him yeah which was disappointing but i kind of did like how riot had to make his way slowly across the globe to get to san francisco i mean that was um, cool and he kept picking people that you felt really bad about. Yeah. Which like, I mean, okay. I was like, okay, they're going to kill this little girl now. All yeah. right. Yeah. I like, mean, and it made him bad. You didn't yeah. like him for that. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, so let's talk about the action in this movie because I have some really big issues with the way it was cut together. Okay. It it did this thing that um, action movies are known to do 
more often than not these days, which is in the span of 30 seconds during the chase scene when he's on his motorcycle, yeah. I'm pretty sure there were about 100 cuts in different angles. I didn't even notice that. It was so hard for me to follow because I was like, okay, so they're going left to right and now they're going up screen. Now it was just like, it was very hard. It looked like they just dragged the clips into the premiere and just scrambled them around. It's like, okay, that's the chase scene. All I know about it is that there was the point when like the motorcycle like crested the hill and like he left it. The whole audience in my theater just laughed. They all lost it. Yeah. I mean, that was in the trailer, too, so it's not even like that was a surprise. Like, right. I knew that was coming. But it was just so um, campy. What, what the, the most camp, the campiest part of that whole thing is, so he's being chased by these SUVs. The SUVs crash. He gets to the end of this chase, and then SUV just comes out with, comes over with the bad guy, and he shoots him. Like... That made no sense to me at all. It's like he just crashed. Like I couldn't. T- like were there more than two SUVs? I guess so, but I couldn't tell because the way you cut it together. It had to have been like sneaky going down the side street somewhere that like wasn't yeah. any of the cuts, or like a hover car that just avoided the whole thing and just came down. Right. Like, don't touch Lola. Also, like, um, does this movie know what drones are? Because I mean, what were they doing? They were like flying and yeah. then they would hit something and then explode into blue fire and like they're expensive drones are not cheap like yeah it was like nine hundred dollars per miss okay and i get uh, there was this is the worst use of drones in a movie i've ever seen yeah um and i don't know why all the fire was blue right but well, like, it didn't that, affect him the same way red fire does ah uh, he didn't hurt the same way okay i guess it's colder because blue. Yeah. Isn't blue fire hotter? Yeah, though? Don't worry about it. Mm. <laughs> okay, Sony. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Okay, so they do. Okay, let's talk about She Venom a little bit more. Oh, no. Um, that scene would have been a lot cooler if they actually showed her do anything besides kiss him. I mean, because it's all just like from the trees above, and then she comes in, kisses him. And then that's it. Like if right. if you want to sh- if you want to be like, oh, we have a badass female in this movie, just show me the badass female. Right. Absolutely. Like, don't don't like do it off screen. Like, haha, you thought you'd see this, but you didn't. This doesn't count. I although I did love her like I fight dirty moment where she was just turning the volume up on something. Like it was like yeah. the least dramatic action ever, and she's like, oh, I fight dirty too. It's like stop it. No, you don't. Yeah. I did like that they uh, kept the sound waves on my kryptonite thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have lost my mind if they didn't keep that. But what I don't like is that they mentioned that it's their kryptonite. Like, they yeah. sit, flat out say kryptonite at one point. Uh-huh. And I'm like, if it wasn't already done in Spider-Man 1, mm-hmm. where Aunt May is like, you're not Superman, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I might be able to forgive it. But the Spider-Man movies have already made Superman references that that yeah. one is... Like if I was Warner Brothers, I'd be suing. I, like we own the we own the rights to Kryptonite. Like it's Krypton. Like right. I like to think that Justice League was the biggest movie of the year, and Tom Hardy had just seen it, and that's <laughs> why he mentioned Kryptonite. Like it was it even him that mentioned it, or was it? I um, it was him. It might have been. It was either him or Michelle Williams. 
Maybe. But I just like to think that the Venom universe is a universe where the DCEU is doing well. <laughs> where where uh, Zack Snyder is still in charge. Exactly. Oh, I don't know if I want to live in that world or it's not. A, it's a dark world, man. You got to get on board. Well, well, since you brought up the DCEU, uh, did you get the Aquaman trailer in front of this? No, I didn't. What trailers did you get? Anything good? What did I get? No, because I don't remember any of them. Um, okay. End of the Spider-Verse. That's it. That's it? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that trailer for a minute. How excited are you for that movie? Because I, think it, I am be I'm beyond excited. I am too. It looks so cool. John Mulaney. I was it. John Mulaney. Oh uh, yeah. Um, we'll get to that. But like, I was on board for this movie from the get go because like, oh, Miles Morales, something different. Right. I, this is cool. And they released the first trailer like back when Star Wars came out. So I was yeah, like, oh, okay. Right. And then Jake Johnson as Peter Parker is like, oh, okay. I'm more on board. And then this trailer opened up with Peter Parker yeah. and they showed the kiss. They showed the train scene from Spider-Man two. Yep. They showed the car coming through the window. I was like, Oh my God, take my money now. Right. I love like, that. I it, love what they're doing with it. Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and they just couldn't get Tobey Maguire or if they're just loosely basing it on all the Spider-Mans, but I mean, whatever it is, I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. Like I cannot wait. And then, You've got a great cast. You've got um, Haley Steinfeld as um, Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Um, John Mulaney as Spider Ham, which I love. But and I think they didn't. They held this back in the trailer a little bit because it's going to steal the movie. Nicholas Cage as Spider Man Noir. That's who that is. That's Nicholas Cage. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm glad Nicolas Cage is getting all this superhero voice work because he was just Superman in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I didn't see it, but I know he was in it. That's interesting. Which, which is like which is like a cool reference yeah. because of Superman lives. And I think in an interview, somebody asked him if he still wanted to play Superman. He's like, no, but uh, I think I'd make a good Lex Luthor. <laughs> of course he would. But I'd see that movie too. So maybe if, if they're doing like twenty Joker movies, maybe we'll get like ten Lex Luthor movies. And so Nicolas Cage can have one, Michael Rosenbaum can have one, and they can just continue Smallville for a little bit. Just everyone we've um, ever wanted. And Kevin Spacey can go die in a in a, in a ditch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, mm, do we really feel bad for that joke? Like, no. that, that eh, don't feel bad. No, I support it. Uh, Man, there's so many issues looking back at like I can't watch Superman Returns as much as I like uh, Brandon Routh and the score to that movie. Mm-hmm. Like th- th- there were so many issues with it now because of Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor yeah. and just the fact that it's directed by Brian Singer. Oh yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh. But that's awkward. Um, the other trailer that I got in front of this movie that I'm kind of surprised that I want to see is Bumblebee. Oh, I did get that one. Yeah. That, that looks like it's the best Transformers movie, and I haven't even seen it yet. I haven't seen any like, of them, and I want to see this one. Yeah, this one looks good. I like the first one. After that, it's just kind of meh. Yeah. I caught most of the first Mark Wahlberg one a few weeks ago at my... It wasn't bad. It was on like FX, so it kept getting commercial breaks, sure. but Kelsey Grammer's the bad guy. Great with Stanley with Stanley Tucci, which is bizarre that those two. That's a weird pairing that I never thought would work, but it worked. Yeah, I love that because it's it's just like Kelsey Grammer's like, 
okay, now sit down and have some toss salad and scrambled eggs while we're talking <laughs> about these robots. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that the Transformers movies with Mark Wahlberg are probably better than Venom. But claim. That, that that's a very low bar to set. Oh boy. So wow, maybe we need to watch those now. I, I got I got more out of the Transformers one. Like it had its issues, like with the dino robots. <laughs> like I don't understand what that subplot was. Like they brought in the uh whatever the dinosaur transformers are. They brought them in at the end and it's like, okay, this doesn't make much sense. So this is kind of like, oh hey, we need to sell toys. Yeah. But at least the rest of it was kind of cohesive. And I actually cared about the fact that Mark Wahlberg loved his daughter. Whereas in this, I don't really care that Eddie Brock has a thing for his ex fiance and is kind of just desperate. Yeah. But like it didn't even seem like that, that like strong, like he really even cared. He was just like, this is the woman I know. And like, that's it. Yeah. Because it, like even in their first scene, like it's just that she's waking him up, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, yeah. I that doesn't give me anything besides oh these two live together. He has to feed the cat. Yeah, and they have a cat. They have a cat. I I I, I feel more. Uh, I understand more of his relationship with the cat than I do with him and Michelle Williams. <laughs> yeah, because like you kind of get more backstory on his relationship with the yeah. cat later when he's like creeping outside the house. And if you've noticed, I've been calling her Michelle Williams this whole time because I don't remember what her character name is. Oh, is it Anne? That's how... It has to be like Anne or something. Yeah. I I don't know because it was just like, oh, I don't care enough about this relationship to actually know who she is because right. it's just like, oh, X. Like, that's all it is. Like, that's... Well, the thing I didn't love is that, like, her character didn't have its own story arc outside of, like, helping Eddie Brock's character be a person. Like everything she did was in service of his character and she didn't make any decisions on her own. And I hated that. Yeah, that that's definitely a problem. Like, it's not like a good like role model at all. It's not a good person for anyone to look up to. It's everything she does is in service of, or is in service of a guy. And I hate that. Yeah, that, that, that was bad. Yeah. Um, um, because even in, um, Spider-Man three, like MJ has her own side thing going on. Right. And like, it's not reliant on him at all. Like the only thing that's affected with him in, in her story is that their relationship is falling apart. Right. Because he, he's being a little dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Given the choice between the two, I'd probably want to watch Spider-Man three again. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Um, but I will, I will give Venom credit because they did get the look of Venom right more so than Topher Grace. Yeah, I can agree with that completely. When they went with Venom, the few times that they did in this, mm-hmm. like the full Venom suit, cause it wasn't as much as they wanted it. No, it really to wasn't. Be. It was only a couple times. Um, it looked like Venom mm-hmm. minus the spider crest on his chest. Which fine. I mean, it makes sense why yeah. it wouldn't be there. Exactly. Um, but there, there were a few moments where he's still kind of web slung. Like I'm yeah. going to shoot this string out and then we're going to shoot up to the top of this building. I thought that was cool though. Yeah. It was, it was cool without being too like, Oh yeah. Spider-Man's a thing. Exactly. Um, I, and I don't even think bringing Spider-Man into this would have saved it. No, no, it wouldn't have made sense. So honestly, no. Um, 
Speaking of Spider-Man, I watched the day after this, my, my wife had a bunch of friends over and they decided to watch Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. And I love that movie so much. Like I, I'd made made a point to just watch the opening scene with Michael Keaton where it, and then the Marvel fanfare with the uh Spider Man theme. It's just oh, I, it's really good. I, it's my it's probably my favorite Spider Man score, so I just mm-hmm. was able to listen to it in the other room. Um it was great. Um It's a good movie. But have you been following any of the news on Spider Man Far From Home? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, so this movie comes out in July, so mm-hmm. two months after Avengers Four. Sure. So, spoiler war- spoilers for Infinity War if you haven't seen it yet. Um, so, going into Avengers Four, Spider Man is dust; he's mm-hmm. dead. And this movie comes out two months afterwards. I've said this before. I think I said this on Spider-Man 3 podcast, but I'll say it again because I, I really want to know what how this is going to go down. If you're making a sequel to a movie where your character dies, but your character is back, mm-hmm. how do you market that? Right. Well, I heard, how are you going? Like, Is it just going to be the bad guy? I mean, I like, heard somebody just gonna be say something villain? like, oh, well, it might not take place after, but it totally does. Yeah, they've flat out said this takes place like five minutes after Avengers four. So I mean, I don't know. Like if it, is it just going to be Mysterio in the trailers? Like, is that all you're going to show me? Is it just going to be like a Quentin back trailer? Like him and his, in his stuff. I don't, Do you know who's playing Mysterio? No. Who? Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? Yeah. That might be really cool. Yeah. I, I'm excited. And it seems like they're doing kind of like a Sinister Six thing because Hydro Man's supposed to be in it. Never. I don't know if I know that guy. Uh, he was in. He was MJ's ex in the Spider-Man cartoon that turned into water. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like Sandman, but wet. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, was, it might be like a secret warriors type thing where... Uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill are supposed to be in it, like taking over the Tony Stark role. That's pretty cool, though. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with it. Um, but I mean, I just really I want to know how they market the movie. Yeah, I mean, they, like, they really painted themselves into a corner. It'll be interesting to see because I don't see how. But I but Sony's in charge of it. So I can also see them just being like, oh, hey, Spider-Man. Yeah, just like whatever. Like, he's he's alive. He's alive again. Like, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about that movie that came out two months ago. Like I, we're just gonna spoil it. I really like hope that, that's it. That, or they just save the trailer for the post credits of Avengers Four. Like it's just that Spider-Man trailer. That's a really like, long wait, time to hold that trailer off, though. It is like the only way I can see you doing it is if it's just Aunt May, like sitting in New York wondering where Peter is, or if it's just Mysterio, or it's just Ned. It's, it's just, just his buddy Ned. I hope it is. Or in Ned, a chair. Or Ned becomes Spider-Man. That's what I want. <laughs> that's what i want yeah oh man or uh miles morales maybe <laughs> i don't know i wouldn't be on that um yeah yeah so overall i think we can say that venom is like a turd in the wind <laughs> i completely agree absolutely um we haven't we have not talked about the post credit scene yet oh yeah so we'll end we'll end with this um, so the post credit scene is um, his interview with what? What's the character's name again? 
I always get it confused. Oh, I can't remember. Classius Cassidy? That's it. I think it's that, yeah. Yeah. So he interviews the guy who becomes Carnage, mm-hmm. the serial killer. Um, as I had this spoiled for me going in because this guy is credited fifth in the movie. Oh, so I looked really? at IMDb. Yeah. Oh. It's, he's ridiculously high up on that list. Uh, IMDb has him listed... Eighth, he's he's eighth build right after the home. He's right at between the homeless woman and the uh, the Asian woman that the that riot takes over. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's so Woody Harrelson as Carnage. I love it in the most ridiculous Ronald McDonald wig oh my God, I have I ever it. seen on film. I want the backstory of the wig. Like I want that I, to be the next movie. Yeah, like I, I just want the wig to be the symbiote. Yes, yes. Like, that would be amazing. Like, had this movie just been two symbiotes come to Earth, one is Venom, one is Carnage, I would have been a lot better with this movie. Been a good or movie. If you est- or if you establish earlier on that Carnage is out there. Yeah. Like, it would have been cooler. But instead, you've got four symbiotes, two die, and don't do anything. Except kill Jenny Slate. Oh yeah, because um, I keep forgetting that she's in this movie. Right, Parks and Rec crossover, um, calling it. Yeah, <laughs> that would have made it a better movie. Well, I mean, there's that scene where like he like ostensibly the bad guy ostensibly like, chops everybody in half in that one room, but the chairs yeah. aren't chopped in half. Those are Swanson chairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched The Good Place? A little bit. I'm on the first episode of season two. Okay, so you know how um, Manny dies in the in the safe in the Swanson safe in the Swanson safe. I yeah. love that. I, I need to watch the newest episode. It just gets better. I love that show the, so much. On you go. Um, but anyway, I I would love to see Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Like I just want that to be the movie. Absolutely. Like, if that's the sequel, if that's the sequel and it's rated R, I'm you might get my money again. Oh, it definitely Just will. Because um, if there is an R-rated version, I might watch it before the sequel comes out. No, but I will. If there is one, I'll watch it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the. Oh yeah, we have an R-rated version of this that's actually better than the one you saw in theaters. Yeah. Because that's what Batman v Superman did. And oh, did it? Yeah. The I, um, was it good? I didn't even watch it. It was. It was a lot better. It gave you. It gave you more of Clark Kent. Good. Like it gave you what he was up to, so his side of the story makes a little bit more sense. How much was he standing in a bathtub, though? Not much. Oh, I wanted more. Um, of that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Damn. And I don't think you're gonna get it because supposedly he's fired. I don't know. But we'll see. Like that's that's a whole mess. Like I the know. Hollywood Reporter saying he's out, and but he's like, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> that's super awkward. It it is. I, I I feel bad for him because he wasn't a bad Superman. He was just in bad Superman movies. Exactly. And even Man of Steel's decent. Like I like Man of Steel I fine. It. It's just it's just Justice League, he didn't have much to do and mm-hmm. they never gave him a chance. And they never really gave Ben Affleck's Batman a chance too. So if they recast him like I just I just feel bad for Ben Affleck all around I because do too. he 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 just got out of rehab, so did he really? Yeah, 
there was a whole thing where Jennifer Garner, his ex, had to go over to his house and have an intervention. So oh, there's like yeah. paparazzi paparazzi video of her just going to his house holding a Bible. And then like at one point she came out and asked the paparazzi to leave and just give them some privacy in this in this hard moment. Wow. And then then she brings him out of the house. I feel so dirty for watching this because it, it's so personal. Mm-hmm. But she brings him out of the house, like gets him in the backseat of her car, and then they stop at like in and out. Yeah. And then he's just like flipping. He's just like yelling and shit in the backseat of the car. Like he doesn't want to go to rehab, but they take him to rehab. Like it's so hard to watch, but it's probably because he had that double, double animal style and he knew he's like, that's all I can have. I don't know what that is because I have not been to LA yet. Get out here and eat it. It's delicious. I, I, I'm planning on it. I was invited to a wedding out there. So you were interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm, I'm going to make it work. Like it's going to happen. So I may be coming by myself, but be sad. Yeah. But I think that's all I've got for venom. Yeah. I think I'm good. Um, We'll definitely have to have you back on the show. Yes, definitely. Um, I loved it. Cause, cause Ryan, ha- I, I mentioned to you, Ryan has never seen La La Land and with you in LA, I'd love to have you on the show we, to talk yes, about that. I'd love to talk about that. And how much you hate LA over how much this movie loves LA. Right. Because I don't think anyone can love LA more than this movie it's, does. It's literally impossible. Um, but yeah, so that's all I've got for today. Um, for you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Devin. And we'll see you next week where Ryan is making me watch Hunt for Red October. Ooh, solid movie. So, so do you want do you want to know on that one? A lot of Sean Connery there. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. <laughs> it's just an excuse for me to do this voice the whole podcast. Oh god, I hope you do. That's amazing. That's not what your mother said last night. <laughs> All right. See you guys uh, next week. I have a parasite. Yeah. Name is Chen.